Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hi everyone, welcome back to How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. This week's guest comes with a whole host of knowledge around something I find quite fascinating surrogacy. This is a role I don't think I have in me and requires a lot of strength and love and passion for making dreams come true for parents. So without further ado and to hear more about it, it's the fabulous Rachel Westbury. Welcome Rachel. Hi, thank you for having me. And welcome to the podcast. I am so excited for this conversation. Before we press record, um, we were already talking about it and I was like stop 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 wait for the recording I want to hear more on there I need to capture this yeah that's me I don't stop talking oh no but it's such a fascinating subject and before we crack on and delve into it I just wanted to ask you how are you I'm fine thank you I'm very well yeah busy and um uh, yeah, no, everything's good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I feel good today. Um, are you pregnant at the moment? No, I'm not at the moment. I'm on a break and quite busy with the agency, so still something that I'm considering, uh, never say never, um, but I um, at the moment it's quite busy and quite a difficult and long um pregnancy last time round, so definitely right. taking a break that I needed okay amazing gosh this is just so fascinating so <laughs> uh, yeah I literally don't even know where to start so your agency is called nappy endings right yeah yeah and you're based in the UK and America yeah we're based in um both we only recently launched in America um we actually had to kind of adapt the name um very slightly for America so it's called Ness Agency in America because nappy doesn't mean the word that it does in the UK. It's quite a derogatory word. Oh, yeah, diaper. Yeah, and nappy is quite an offensive word. So we've kind of gone with the initials, nappy ending surrogacy agency and called it Nessa. I'm over in America, but in the UK, yeah, nappy endings. Amazing. So let's start with you because I have so many questions and I just, let's just go back to basics. Rachel, tell me about you. Like what made you want to become a surrogate, surrogate in the first place? Um, what is your story? Um, basically, um, I, I saw a thing about it, um, a documentary when I was really young um, on surrogacy and um, I was just quite fascinated and growing up I've always been 
interested and fascinated around pregnancy and all that side of it. Um, always wanted to be a mum, became a mum when I was 29, um, ended up becoming a single mum, which obviously wasn't planned when my son was two, and um, knew then that I kind of didn't want to expand my family, but I also didn't want my whole pregnancy journeys to end. Um, Not that I love being pregnant, because I tend to moan the whole way through. Um, (laughs) And, um, you know, it's just... uh, it's just something that really fascinates me. And I was at my parents, um, uh, I don't know, fast forward a few years, my son was about six and um, another documentary came on. And mom, It was actually my mum and my dad um, that we were sitting there watching it. And my mum said, you know, if it's something you really want to do, like, you know, now's the time, you know, like you're in your mid-30s to start looking into it. So I was at work. I worked for just an insurance company, health insurance, and I Googled surrogacy and from that moment up until literally one year later, I delivered twins. It was that quick. Um, Doesn't always happen that quick for everybody. Um, There's two types of surrogacy. There's traditional where you use your own eggs and it's done via home insemination or there's a gestational where you um, have, where you use egg do- um, either embryos created via egg donors or by the intended parents' own eggs and genetics. Um, I did traditional surrogacy to begin with and, yeah, just loved it. Straight away I was hooked. Um, met a lovely couple and, um, yeah, had a little boy and a girl and they uh, turned nine a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, just for me, it was great. It gave me everything that I wanted to be able to do to help people that desperately wanted children. Some of the stories that you hear behind their reasons are heartbreaking. Not everyone has experienced heartache that comes to surrogacy, but a lot have. And um, yeah, for me, it was ideal. I could help other people and still be able to be in the whole pregnancy fertility world without having to expand my family which I didn't want to do yeah gosh it's amazing it's amazing how you just felt this um like you were drawn to it quite young so it's almost like it was meant for you yeah definitely it it always fascinated me um from the minute I heard about it and then let's say when I had my son it went to the back of my mind but you know um I was lucky to fell pregnant quickly with him and you know, um, after hearing the stories and seeing the battles people go through or their reasons of coming to surrogacy, everybody's got a right to be a parent, no matter what their reason is for mm. coming to surrogacy. And I just had a huge passion from it from day one, and I still have a huge passion from it now. So I feel really, I feel privileged to be part of other people's journeys, to be honest. Um People constantly thank me and, you know, and always say they're grateful, but I'm grateful too. And I thank them because I I do feel it's a privilege to be on a journey with somebody. Yeah, it's a gift, isn't it? Like a baby is a gift and for you to be able to support and provide a home for that baby to grow and then gift it to these parents is just must be really um yeah really like an honor yeah I definitely feel like it is um I do feel that and it's kind of it's sort of the intended parents always feel nervous when they meet the surrogate because they want to make a good impression and they want the surrogate to like them but it's the same for a surrogate you know it's like I want them to like me and I want them to feel comfortable and 
safe and secure, knowing that, you know, I'll be able to carry the baby for them. And, and it is an honour, I feel like. Um, and I never take it for granted. Um, you know, it's... Uh, and with the agency now, I get to do it multiple times a day or a week, you know, sort of seeing people on their journeys, helping them on their journeys. It's just the same feeling as if I was carrying the baby and handing it over to them. Yeah, absolutely. So what is the whole process then? Like, say if um, a couple decided that they wanted to um, have get a surrogate or they that was their final option or whatever the reason might be like what is the process how do you find the right surrogate for you well I mean there's different um, every agency has their different ways and there's different um, options depending on um, the reasons why they've come to surrogacy whether they're going to do traditional or gestational whether they have embryos or intend on getting embryos created but the first step normally is sort of, you know, do your research and they sort of, you know, have a look into what's the right kind of fit and what they want um, for them and what they need mm. for them. And then um, they, I mean, say, for example, with us, um, we do all checks on our surrogates, you know, um, unintended parents, background checks, health checks, etc. So um, they're, they're safe and secure knowing that they're going on a journey with somebody um, who's, okay to carry for them they would um, apply to either an agency if they were going down that route and not independently um, and some agencies have different methods of how they meet surrogates they could possibly send their profile out to surrogates for a surrogate to select or some have social gather like events where they go and kind of all meet together wow. I don't do that um I just feel, you know, I mean, everyone's journey and everyone's story is different and unique to themselves. But we have some people that have been through so much heartache, they can just about get out of bed and put one foot in front of the other. So I feel that, you know, we handle it a lot in a very respectful way, um, mm. in a very sensitive way in that we do the matching for them. So they'll come to us, they'll register with us and go on a waiting list. We Give an average time of six to nine months for a gestational carrier, normally 12 months for a traditional. Um, very hard to put an exact time frame on it, but mm. we don't have a huge waiting list. Um, and then we go through a series of, you know, um, chats and meeting the intended parents. Some have certain dietary requirements or travel requirements or religious requirements, whatever they, you know, want, we, we honour and we respect. Um, then once it comes to meeting their surrogate, um, they have an initial sort of meeting, like just an introduction um, and kind of sort of like tell each other about their backgrounds. And uh, like myself and my business partner kind of we're on the meeting with them, but we take a step back and let them kind of talk and just mm. sort of guide the conversation if it gets a little bit, you know, nerve wracking and awkward. Um and then they kind of get to know each other for a little while. And once they're happy, go through the agreements. There's a lot to cover, you know, any eventualities, fully informed, you know, assist them with their life insurance, the wills, et cetera, and all the things that they could need. Um, and then, um, yeah, then they let their clinic know and they begin their journey of, um, you know, getting the surrogate prepared and ready for an embryo transfer and, we encourage everyone to be on the journey um, and as closely involved as possible because it's nice 
for bonding reasons and it, mm. you know for me personally since I got I knew straight away it was never my baby it was never my pregnancy never my journey so I encourage everybody to kind of have that kind of approach um if it suits them and yeah and then please god all goes well the baby's born um once the baby's six weeks old um they then apply to the courts for a parental order and um then after sort of some various checks and stuff that's done they get their court day and then the parental order will be complete and both the intended parents names go on the birth certificate and yeah they're a happy family wow so how come it's six weeks yeah, I don't know why they have to wait six weeks. I mean, they have to wait six weeks for a parental order and a little bit longer okay. for an adoption order. Um, I think it's possibly maybe because they want to ensure that everybody's happy and, and everything okay. like that. Um, but hopefully, fingers crossed, in the UK, it's not a legally binding. None of the documents are legally binding, not the um, agreements that are signed. Surrogacy is very much based on trust in the UK. You, wow. A surrogate can't get paid for being a surrogate. Um, they can claim reasonable expenses, which would vary if you've got a surrogate who may be a single mum and who doesn't work, her expenses will be lower. If you've got a, you know, a, a mum that works you know, full time, then her expenses will be higher. But you can't actually get paid um, or profit from being a surrogate in the UK. Right. Okay. So this is what I wanted to, to ask. So essentially in the UK, if you were to become a surrogate, you're simply doing it out of love. Yeah, definitely. It has to be, it has to come from not the heart. A it's not a vocation. No, I mean, we where we recently launched in the US, I mean, you can really see the difference in right. how it's very much, you know, more commercialised. It's, you know... Surrogates can claim anything up to, you know, $80,000 for being a surrogate um, in compensation. They set their own compensation in America. So you get a lot more surrogates over there because of that side. But then they have pre-birth orders. So um, they don't have to wait the six weeks to apply for a parental order. It's already done by the time the baby's born. Um, wow. So over here um, where there are no laws at the moment, which hopefully, please God, will change next year, um that you know it has to come from the heart obviously they're compensated for you know travel childcare, loss of earnings their time um you know some okay. rest time afterwards after they've had the baby but it has to be a reasonable amount of compensation okay. wow and you mentioned earlier that um dietary requirements um religion and things like that what what do you mean by that we might have some people that prefer either a kosher or a halal diet um, we have um, intended parents who have clinics um, abroad. We have um, intended parents that are abroad, well, like, you know, in Ireland or something. Um, so sometimes a surrogate will mm. be required to travel. Um, then, you know, okay. that sort of thing. All of that covered. Some prefer an organic diet. Um, if an intended parent requests a certain diet that's going to be more expensive, then they will obviously pay for that. We've had intended parents require nutrition lists. Um, you can have um, many different requests. Wow. I'm just fascinated that maybe because I didn't, I don't, I don't love being pregnant. I, and I feel really bad whenever I say that. I've only been pregnant once and I'm hoping that my next pregnancy um, I enjoy more because I know what to expect. Um, I think I just went into it a bit naive. And um, so for me, like for someone to become a surrogate, just 
out of love for um you know giving that 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 family who have gone through heartache maybe um that opportunity i am in awe of that and i think it's incredible but i also think oh my god like why would you want to get pregnant so many times and it's not your baby like it, it's such it's a really self-attack to sit and eat and moan at people and get them to run around after me uh no i just think um i'm not uh, the best fan of being pregnant i suffered with awful morning sickness with the twins and um, my first pregnancy as a surrogate was twins um which was a huge shock and that was a much more difficult pregnancy but crazily mm-hmm. an easy labor i managed to have a great labor and have them naturally um my son um again morning sickness and um my the fourth um no yeah the fourth baby that i had um again I, i've suffered with morning sickness throughout them all i managed to have a home birth which was a great experience mm-hmm. um i'm not the best at being pregnant but just something that fascinated me and on my last journey that was done gestational and I'd never done that. And that is what kind of opened my eyes up much more in depth to a whole new world of fertility because I'd never experienced all the hormones, the injections, the, you know, the medication, the constant Mm. scans and blood tests that people go through. And that is like a whole new world of fertility Mm. and gave me an an even bigger empathy and understanding of what people go through. And people come to me and say, we've had 10 failed IVF rounds. I'm like, wow, how have you gone through that? And then my first embryo transfer for a couple turned to an ectopic pregnancy. Um, So, you know, I had to have emergency surgery and a tube removed. I'm very honest about my journey. And I think it's important for intended parents and surrogates to know that just because it's a surrogacy journey, it's still a pregnancy like that carries any risk like any yeah. normal pregnancy could do. I, I want people to understand it can go completely smooth or there can be a roller coaster, you know, of emotions and bumps in the road. And that's why I'm there. My phone is on 24 hours a day to anyone that is with us that, you know, needs support, that, you know, just needs that friendly itch at the end of the phone, needs a bit of guidance. I don't give medical advice. I'm not, you know sort yeah. of you know you know allowed to do that but I share my own experience um the last baby that I had two, he's now two um I've got sepsis in labor and woke up in intensive care so um, I, I I don't you know I'm a real sort of you know advocate and I'm very passionate about it but I feel it's so important to inform everybody of the highs and the lows of it as well yeah because to go into it with rose-tinted glasses and think just because I'm using a surrogate and she's previously had children, it's going to be perfect. That is what I use all the negatives that happened to me to try and help other people yeah. with. And like I say, it gave me a whole new understanding, which made me all the more passionate about nappy endings, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it just like goes to show you hear about surrogacy and you think, oh, great, lovely. Um I don't, I'm not going to get, pre- I'm I'm not going to carry the baby. Um, this is me talking from someone who can fall pregnant, which is amazing. Yeah. Like, cause I know that for a lot of people it's the final option, but for some people it's their first option. Right. Yeah. And yeah. they think, oh, someone else can carry it. Great. I'm not going to go through X, Y, and Z in the pregnancy, but it's, it's still another woman getting pregnant, carrying a baby. It still carries the same risk. It's not 
yeah it's not all fairy tales necessarily so that is really important and definitely something that needs to be spoken about so I'm glad you've said that um and although we all know about surrogacy it still feels like such a taboo it still for me it still feels like I just can't believe like it happens I don't know why I just find it so fascinating I was the same honestly I was like the first time when we um you know were about to start our first journey I was like this isn't gonna happen like you hear the word but you don't think it's real and you don't uh, and when it works I was like wow that actually does work like you know um I totally get that and it, it blew my mind that it was something that did work and everything and there's a lot of misconceptions around it. You see a lot of soaps that cover it, but they, they're they soap dramas. They don't cover the real yeah. side of it and, and the actual facts around it. Um, I've yet to see one that does. And, mm. um, you know, that's not putting it down because it's great to raise awareness, but I just feel, um, you know, there is, a, you know, it's an option, but it's not one that is commonly talked about a lot of people think it's for the rich and famous or Mm. people think it's for you know it's a real luxury and I don't feel surrogacy should be a luxury I feel you know Mm. everybody's got a right to be a parent you know no matter what their background whether they're a pop star a tv actress or Mm. a cleaner it doesn't matter what they do do you think do you think the um the media around Kim K uh Robbie Williams and his wife Aid is it Ada I think her name is yeah, um, Ada. Yeah, Ida. Using a surrogate has probably made it seem like this luxury of like, I think a lot of it is where people think it's because you don't want to um, change your body. You don't want to have to put on that weight. You know, this whole bouncing back. And I think it can be yeah. associated with that a lot with the rich and famous not wanting to, yeah, to change their body. I, I definitely think. All of that. Yeah. I. A hundred percent. I definitely think that, you know, yes, it's great because it's raised more awareness and it's got it more talked about and more known. Um, If more was spoken about the reasons why, but everybody's entitled to keep their journeys personal. I get that. Um, Some people also look on the outside and think, well, you've already got healthy children. Why would you want more? But, you know, we have many people come to us that have children that just want to expand their family and for health reasons can't expand their family themselves anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, yes, I think it probably has made it that little bit celebrity. There's the the good and the bad. Uh, yet um, I also think that it's got the subject talked about. I just would love to now get people to understand the reasons why. And, mm-hmm. you, know, um, I, you know, like I say... I, like I've been able to do media, I've been able to promote and talk about surrogacy off the back of, you know, them sharing, like, you know, their kind of like, you know, that they've had new children, um, new babies by via surrogate. But, you know, obviously there's still a lack of understanding and there's still a lot of misconceptions that, you know, it is for the rich and famous, it is for the mm. privileged. And like you say, it's like, you know, we can get a designer baby and get somebody else to carry it for us. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely think there is that, you know, misconception around it, definitely. I must admit, like, I, I'm, I obviously knew, I obviously, I obviously know that, you know, it's an option for families who have struggled to fall pregnant. 
um, and you've got all those heartbreaking stories. But I did think it was just a really expensive sort of process. And for me, it did come across like quite a high maintenance thing to do. Like in my head, I was like, oh, I would probably just adopt instead. But it's so easy for me to say that someone who can fall pregnant like and it's actually really ignorant and I think that is because there is that lack of information and lack of real life stories of real surrogacy like stories and the families that have like aren't rich and famous and you know and this is this is the right option for them and I think there is a real lack of that definitely and there's a lot of people you know and that say watch friends or family struggle and they offer to do it and sometimes with all the goodwill in the world they don't realize quite what they're offering to do um you know but um it doesn't have to be I'm not saying if you are going down the gestational surrogacy route it's a it's a real cheap option or anything like that because there are costs involved with clinics and and you know with the expenses and everything like that however you know, and you can't always match a surrogate that is, you know, located really near to where the intended parents are mm. so that you factor in quite a lot of travel as well and stuff mm. like that. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah. there are friends and family that do it. There are people, you know, and we support many people. We don't just match. We also offer a support service where if you do already have your surrogate, we will guide you and support you, you know, um, on on your mm. journey as well. And and stuff like that so you know um it doesn't always have to be the really expensive yeah. option it's nice to know that there are options and there are different ways of doing it um and it's so nice that you're Definitely. able to support say if i decided to be a surrogate for a friend or a family member i can reach out to you for support through the process despite you not doing the matching. Yeah, I mean, we've recently had two stories come out in the um, newspaper um, that our intended parents and surrogates have um, very kindly shared their own story. One, you know, being um, a a teacher that um, they work together. Um, And another um, couple, they also um, work together. One lady has cystic fibrosis and she couldn't carry and um, they've recently been in the media sharing their stories because as friends and colleagues they offered to do it because they saw their struggle wow. but didn't know where to begin so they came to us for the support and we guided them along you know on their journey to help them you know um mm. sort of so they we still did everything that we would normally do we just didn't do the introduction do you uh-huh. know what i mean so yeah. Um, like I say, people are very quick and very, very kind to say, yeah, I'll be your surrogate, but people don't then know where to begin. So that's where yeah. we help. I really take my hat off to those people. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, bitches. make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, in the house. I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both off. For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah, yes. let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, nothing then, yeah. Well, maybe it's just a good goth you're after. Georgie Porter and Sharon Carpenter are your go-to girls on Loose Lips. So it's got mine, girth, though. It's got girth. Yeah, mine, mine, mine is quite spindly and, and flaccid. This is like long. Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Have you ever experienced um I don't know whether with yourself or with um other cases where they found it hard to let go do you keep in touch with families or is there like do some families rather like um adopt the child and get the parent get their names on the birth certificate and then and choose to like then move on from the surrogate like how how does that work once the baby's born? I've never found anybody's struggle to hand over a baby. Um, that's the most rewarding and the best bit about it, um, you know, because it's just such an, a, a feeling you can't put into words. So I've never come across that um, through um, the whole 11 years I've been in the surrogacy industry, um, myself um, or with anybody that, you know, I've known on a journey. Um, I think with um, the parental order going through, again, it's a real special moment and not something that anybody stops um, to, to have any hesitations or doubts about. Um, I think, um, what was the one bit you just asked? I can't remember um, my memory. I've got a terrible memory. No, so um, I asked about uh, letting go and then also um, about... Oh God, now I've forgotten. <laughs> it's catching. This girl's baby brain's catching. Yeah, no, for me it was, it was, it, the main question was like, have you experienced that letting go? Because you see, that's what you see on the soaps and stuff, isn't yes. it? About, yeah, the surrogate's going to run off with the baby or, yeah. And then also do they keep, in, do you keep in touch with the babies that you give birth to? Or can that was it, yeah, totally. Um, total blanks what they, yeah, no. Um, I've got different relationships with all the intended parents um, and we always, 
um, when going through the agreement, um, we always give everybody an option. Would you like to keep in contact? Would you like to just do birthday cards and Christmas cards and the odd photo now and again? I'm very close to one um, in particular um, um, surrogate baby that I had. It was her birthday yesterday. Um, and um, I've got an amazing relationship with them. I get constant photo updates. Um, we speak on the phone. We meet up. We haven't been able to meet up for the last year because of COVID yeah. and the distance, but we will be meeting up, please God, this summer. Um, one of uh, the, uh, the twins um, I have, um, again, more, with them it's more of a, a WhatsApp kind of relationship, birthday cards, Christmas, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, more recently, again, with the last little one that I had, again, it's more kind of Christmas birthdays and stuff. We've not seen each other in person for quite a while. Um, but, yeah, I definitely feel that everybody's journey is different as to how they decide what what part. I mean, we've had um, some people that they actually never disclosed they were using a surrogate to friends or family, so therefore they don't want the contact. Others, you know, they, they love to, and, and they, you know, they remain very close, and it's lovely. Everyone's different as to the reasons why um, they've come to it and to who knows and who doesn't. Mm. So, yeah, it completely varies from journey to journey. Again, we get asked a lot, you know, what if the surrogate doesn't want to hand over the baby? But you'd be surprised about the amount of surrogates that ask me, what if the intended parents change their mind? Um, wow. And not many people think of that. And it's not something that you'd ever anticipate anybody doing. But, you know, um, there is always that question that I get asked, but no one ever thinks of that question, you know. I guess that's that's where the whole, there's no legal binding thing in the UK. So it's all based on trust. Whereas maybe if that yeah. was there in place, those worries would, wouldn't be there. Definitely. And I think legalising it would make it um, great. It would give people much more of a peace of mind. It would, you know, it would sort of, you know, give people um, more confidence going into it. The only worry that I have is will it then, you know, go down the more expensive uh, route and everything. I personally don't like to exploit people that have gone through heartache uh, and, and profit from that. I couldn't lay on a beach, you know, on someone else's heartache. That's not me. However, there are, you know other countries that it is commercialised because there are laws in place, but there is a lot more involved to it. Um, there is so much more involved. An American journey blew my mind when it came to starting over there. I didn't have a clue. I was mm -hmm. went into it. I was like, oh, yeah, let's open one in America. And, wow, I was so naive as to what really goes into it, um, you know, from the pre-birth orders to all the different types of legal contracts and the maintaining the medical release forms and so much more mm -hmm. i can see why agencies do charge that bit more over there um but ultimately you know if i won the lottery tomorrow i'd carry on doing this forever it doesn't benefit or impact me financially because it's something i love to do unfortunately not everybody has that you know a lot of people again have the misconception you're buying a baby or, mm. you know, that that's another thing that's commonly said. Um, 
you know, whereas I don't look at it like that. But that's not why I went into surrogacy. Is there ever a time where you feel like surrogacy is the wrong option for a family? Um, I think, I mean, everybody that's going through surrogacy, I highly recommend counselling. And clinics, fertility clinics do do counselling with the intended parents, with the surrogates and as a group as well, prior to even uh, getting the green light to start. Um, I think... Um, it's whatever is the right fit for you. I've known people that have started a surrogacy journey and switched to adoption. And again, you know, amazing, you know, those children that need parents out there that, you know, but I think the adoption process is quite a grueling uh, process and quite a tough one that, you know, um, that's also not for everybody. But I think it's whatever fits for you. And um, some women don't want to see another woman carry a child um if they can't they would rather go down the adoption route so I think as long as you've done your research and I think as long as you've got all your information you're armed with all the facts to all your different options then you um can make the right decision for you yeah and what just came to my mind then was what if you think that surrogacy is right for you and then you see this woman carrying your baby and you're struggling to bond or like feel that bond, especially when the baby arrives. Like, is that why the counselling you think is necessary? Definitely. I think it's really important. And like I say, I think it's important that everyone is armed with all the facts and everything. Um, And the fact that we encourage people to be as involved. I mean, when COVID hit and they were only allowing um, the person who was pregnant in with a scan, we made a point of, uh, unless it was exceptional circumstances, we made a point of writing to all the clinics and hospitals our surrogates and intended parents were under, saying surrogacy is an exceptional circumstance. Mm. And even if not both, then at least one intended parent should be allowed in because it's so important. Those scans, those milestones, yeah. you know, are, are, are what are the high, they're the highs of the, you know, yeah. the whole journey. Um, and we did, luckily enough, we, you know, they did take that on board and they did um, actually allow, you know, um, sort of one intended parent in okay. and they did pass it as an exceptional circumstance. Um, but, yeah, I think, um, you know, people have more hesitations prior to the pregnancy. People have more, um, you know, they always have that worry as a surrogate doing everything that I would do if I was pregnant or, you know, and and following their beliefs. But it's putting your faith and your trust in that person, building a relationship enough prior to her being becoming pregnant to trust and know that she is the right surrogate mm-hmm. and that she will do everything to make it their journey, not her journey. Yes, yeah, so it's not like an overnight thing. It's building that relationship prior to that. Definitely. That, that will yeah. give you that confidence. Um, being able to bond with the surrogate is so important um, in bonding with the baby itself yeah and I think I mean even little things I mean if the intended parent couldn't one of the intended parents couldn't get to the antenatal appointments at the end you have a lot of antenatal you know just the heartbeat check Mm. and that sort of thing when the midwife um, comes round or you go there and you know I used to voice record like the heartbeat um, and I used to send it over on whatsapp and you know, we'd have the same app synced up. So um, they were aware of every same step. And 
being in the appointments, I'd always make sure that the hospitals and clinics spoke, if, if possible, with the intended parents rather than me, um, because I wanted they, everything to be their decision and their wishes and their choices, you know. Mm. And I guess you've got to communicate with these parents all the time about how you're feeling, about movement, like, you know, is it a daily conversation? Some is. I mean... On my first journey, it was more of a weekly conversation. Um, my second journey, um, I think, was more daily. And from then on, it they were more daily um, conversations. My last one being very um, intense constantly, um, even to the point where they moved in for the last week of the pregnancy into my house. Wow. Um, you know, so um, I... Uh, um, yeah, I think it's so important that, you know, everybody is on the same page together and you know they feel like they belong on the journey together and stuff like that um yeah definitely wow I feel like I guess it depends on how you feel obviously you're made for this because for me like there's so much sacrifice from the surrogate but like to enable this like for you to yeah your home your body your emotional state. I mean, after you've given birth to that baby, are you are you then dealing with the hormones that come with it and the the baby blues that happens yeah. to you after that? Yeah, that happens, and I, that makes me very conscious as well. Um, you know, with nappy endings as well, I find it so important that you know um, everybody gets the support after. You know, it's not just until the baby's born; it's after as well. And it's really strange when you come home from hospital, especially the first time, because. My son never stays out, has never stayed out. He's always been with me. And um, he stayed at his grandma's on the, um, the over the couple of days I was in hospital being induced and having the twins. And um, I came home from the hospital. My dad dropped me off and I walked in and I was like, wow, this is really strange. Because firstly, as a surrogate, you have people on you, the attention on you from the second you meet, you are their be all and end all you are their kind of person that they you know the appointments the scans the checking are you okay the the constant and all that. and all of a sudden it goes really quiet because they've got their new baby and they're really busy and you know and stuff like that so you do kind of have a bit like oh wow that's all gone really quiet now and then two days later your hormones kick in and it's you get the baby blues and and everything like that, just like any other normal pregnancy. And that's when, <coughs> excuse me, I feel it's really important to be in touch with that surrogate. And I'm sort of not on their case, but I'm on them constantly. Obviously, a midwife will still check that you're okay and, and everything like that and, you know, uh, and stuff. But, yeah, it's very strange for the first few days, but it soon returns back to normal. Um and then you've just got that huge high of, wow, I've done that. And it was just the best thing ever. And it's addictive. And then you want to do it all over again. Wow. I just I just think it's fascinating. I think you're incredible, Rachel, honestly. Oh, thank you. Mad, maybe. Because <laughs> I, I, I definitely experienced the baby blues with Macy um, for a few weeks, you know. And she is my own baby. And I carried her naturally. And, you know, everything went really well. I mean, the pregnancy wasn't comfortable. I had bad pelvis pelvic pains for for most of it and got flu three that's awful i had that spd yeah took me a year to recover from that but um also like 
I got flu three times while I was pregnant, which was really hard. Every time I was like, oh, yeah. felt like, oh, this is going well and I'm feeling healthy and active, then I'd get a flu. My immune system like really took a hit. So I, I, I didn't really enjoy the pregnancy. And then I feel like my hormones were so intense. And I don't know if I could go through all of that to not have a baby at the end of it because I know you've done it for someone else but again that goes to show how selfless you are and it's also so important for anyone thinking about becoming a surrogate that after it's definitely not for everybody I mean it's definitely not something for everyone you know in in the way that certain other professions aren't for everybody and I, I you know I totally understand that and you know, that's why I'm real and I'm honest with anybody, surrogate or intended parent um, that comes to us regarding what to expect and everything. You know, for me, it's so important. When I was, um, you know, a surrogate, at one point I was with, um, the first journey was, I was with an agency, they closed down um, when, like, six weeks into our journey. Um, another agency I was with, um, I'd had a miscarriage through and, and, um, never even heard from them. And I feel it is so important that for me, I take things personally in a way that, you know, I'm, you know, if someone needs me at three o'clock in the morning, if someone goes into labor or, you know, or they're at home and during COVID we had triplets born and, you know, our surrogate was in hospital, um, from quite early on because her waters broke early. So therefore, you know, she wasn't allowed anyone with her. So, I was on the phone to her, you know, two, three, four in the morning. I remember the day she, um, the morning she uh, messaged me and said, you know, they're here. And I was like, thank God I can get a nice sleep, <laughs> like, you know, as if I carried them. Um, but I just want people to know that they've got a friend on the journey. If it's something they want to do, but they're scared that they haven't got the support or they're worried um, or anything like that, they do have it with me. They have my personal support i invest a hundred percent into every journey not as a membership of an agency not as a corporation as a friend on a journey with you and that is what my dream was when i started nappy endings oh it's amazing and i think that's so reassuring for the parents as well to know that the, their surrogates are supported so well because like your mental health it's just as important as your physical health. So having that support there Definitely. is so essential. And I've suffered with anxiety and panic attacks myself. So I know what it's like, um, you know, to, to not have the best of mental health at times. And, you know, there can be a lot of anxiety around things. And also there for support for the intended parents when they're unsure or sometimes, you know, they don't want to discuss something. Like they might just want to ask a question but not put it on the surrogate directly. They might you know, want to transfer some money to for her travel, but they don't want to talk money directly so they can do it through us, you know. And they might want to send her a gift, but feel embarrassed about asking. So, you know, again, there's me there sort of like in the middle. So I'm there for them all, like not just the surrogate, but the intended parents need that support as well, definitely. It's incredible. Um, You should like literally be so I don't I don't want this to sound patronizing but so proud of yourself Rachel I think you're an incredible woman uh, for what you do um, and to just supporting these families and and the surrogates like those selfless women who are willing to carry babies for others is just for me like wow um 
like real life angels and I, I was just about to say angels yeah, yeah. real life angels and yeah. you're you're like mother hen to all of them um <laughs> I love it um I'm I'm like oh. my whole perspective on surrogacy has changed just from this 45 minute conversation I no longer think oh, that means everything to me that's great yeah I know I'm no longer going to associate it with Kim Kardashian and you know <laughs> that's a look like her. yeah and not and not um and, and using surrogacy just because I you know women might not want to I say tarnish their bodies you know like the whole body image and bouncing back I've always associated with that oh I bet rich women are doing it so that they don't have to fall pregnant because they don't want to stretch their tummies but my whole perspective and ignorance around it has changed it's gone uh, and I'm so glad and um, I've learned so much from this conversation thank you for being such an amazing guest and um, like informing oh, my, thank you for my listeners about your agency and what you do um yeah i just wish you all the best and i i, I wanted to ask you a final question where i ask all my guests so i will ask you to rachel um what piece of advice would you give your younger selves oh god many pieces of advice probably um i would say take each day uh, a day at a time and stop worrying about what's what could happen and you know just worry about what is happening right now and never take anything for granted mm, absolutely live in the moment live in the moment definitely definitely rachel thank you so much for being a guest on how are you oh thank you for having me it's been a pleasure I had a lovely chatting ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.